Welcome to Man Shopping with Stacy, where I share my real, transparent dating and life experiences for your amusement and inspiration. I'm working hard over here to build a community of singles later in life, enjoying each day as it is right now. I'm your host, Stacy Weimer, and you're listening to episode 35. Let's take a look in the rearview mirror. 2021, a year in review. My first inclination for a New Year's Eve podcast episode for Man Shopping with Stacy was absolutely one that would motivate and inspire. But you guys, you know what? I'm going to hold off on that episode because I think it's important for us to first take a look back. As the title suggests, I'm going to share with you experiences and learnings from my own life over the past year, and I encourage you to do the same. I've broken this podcast um, episode down into like six subcategories, and as I share my experiences and learnings with you, I hope that you will really think back onto what's happened to you in your life, what you've been through, how it made you feel, and how it's going to motivate you you to make the most out of the year that's ahead of us. I also bookended this episode with a couple of quotes. The first one is from F. Scott Fitzgerald, one of my very favorite authors. And this quote is, strength shows not only in the ability to persist, but the ability to start over. Now, if you think about this quote in terms of being a divorced person, I find it to be really, really true. Like many of you, I would think, I spent a lot of years of my life persisting, just getting through one day at a time through difficult relationships within my marriages. That's hard, and I grew from that, and I'm sure that my exes did as well. But the ability to start over is really tough. And I think it takes a lot of bravery. I think marriage is hard. I think divorce takes guts. It just does. If it's by choice or, you know, against your will, it it takes um it it takes a different level of like gumption to get through. I don't know how else to say it. But also, if you think about this quote as like the past year or two, I mean, really since 2020, if you're like me, like time means nothing. Like the years, the past two years for me have just completely blended together. I have a very hard time deciphering what day, month, year that things actually happened. I was talking to a couple of my girlfriends about this episode earlier and my friend Tracy was like, I think you should go back through your Instagram and look at you know your photos to like jog your memory of what you've really been through in the past year. And I'm like, hey, good thinking because I mean, it's all kind of lost on me. So I did what she said and I developed an actually like a pretty explicit outline for once for this podcast. So uh, hang in there with me as I attempt to guide you through 2021, a year in review. So my 2021 started with a New Year's Eve 
alone. Are you shocked? I bet you are. I was not at some big fancy party all dolled up with a big group of friends. Nope. I was alone in my house on a FaceTime date. Mm-hmm. I was. I had connected with a guy on Facebook, believe it or not. He lived out of state, but we have a handful of mutual friends, knew some of the same people. I found him to be so like attractive and fun and very intelligent and successful. And um, he didn't come with an ex-wife or children. So that seemed pretty easy to me, definitely worth some get to know you time over FaceTime. So as we met and FaceTimed, a theme kept popping up in my head. I was taking note and our conversations left me wondering time and time again, if he might actually be confused about his own sexuality. And so that set the tone for <laughs> for my whole year of 2021, uh, my dating life. It really did. Like, uh, like if I had to sum up my dating life in 2021 in one word, I would call it lame. It's just lame for a lot of really good reasons, actually. I'll get to that later. But I did meet a couple of guys that really did teach me a lot in a short amount of time, even. One of them I was set up with by a friend. Great guy, absolutely. But I had to have a very difficult conversation with him after our first in-person date. And it sucked. It was the first time that I had done the long distance thing and it kind of blew up in my face. I really still believe that FaceTime is a really good indication of in-person chemistry, and I stand by that theory, but when I was with this man in person, I found him attractive, I thought he was good-looking, I enjoyed his company. Sadly, he felt like a friend to me in person. I didn't feel... And this is what I told him. I didn't feel those things that I wanted to feel. And as I told him, you can't make that shit up. You just can't. It's either there or it's not. And I I put it all out there with an open heart. I wanted it to be there with him. And it just wasn't. And then there was a different guy where it was there. And he chose to not pursue a relationship with me. Because, you guys, life I've talked about him a couple of times. The cool thing about him was that he showed me that I can find a guy online, through a matchmaker, however, that's very well suited for me that I could envision a future with. Boyfriend material does indeed exist. <laughs> it actually existed with both of those guys. He, I just felt, was maybe a little bit of a better match. So I learned a lot from those guys in a short amount of time. I reconnected with a Bumble friend of mine in a really fun way one night. That was exciting. That was, you know, that was an experience. Recently put myself back out there on Bumble made a connection with a local guy, learned a lot, learned that I am terrified of repeating history and 
any man who enters my life, my daughter's life, that shows signs of scary tendencies with obsessive compulsive disorder, uh, maybe a little bit of uh, struggle with um, self-control or addiction, I, I just can't. I, I just can't. So I'm learning. So these, what I've just told you, are some of the things I've learned from men But my greatest learnings from 2021 as it pertains to my dating life, hands down, 100%, being alone, alone, alone for many, many months was not only like necessary for me, like for my own mental health, it was like the greatest gift. Oh my gosh, it was freaking phenomenal. I never in a million years could have imagined month after month after month after month of no texting, no flirting, nobody hitting me up, no dates, no kissing, no sex, no nothing, you guys, and actually enjoying it. That's a whole new Stacy. I have been in a fun, flirty, real, deep love, the whole spectrum, nonstop, since I was like 14. I've always had a boyfriend. I've always had a fiance. I've always had a husband. I've always had some significant other in my life until this past year of 2021, when I went month over month over month, like with no one. I highly recommend it. If you find yourself needing that attention all the time, desperate to be with anyone over being by yourself, give it a try. You might find or experience incredible joy like I did. That's my greatest learning. My greatest takeaway was that I should have done that in 2020. (laughs) Maybe. I don't have regrets. I'm glad. I guess my greatest learning is being alone for a long amount of time taught me so much. It was, it's been fantastic. And now I kind of feel ready to like meet someone that I could actually be in a relationship with. I'm kind of past the just totally dating for fun stage. I kind of, I just know a little bit more about myself and what I'm looking for. I've grown up a little in the past year, I guess you could say. So think back, if you will, on your own relationships, flirting, dating behaviors, um, how you felt when you were with all of those people or by yourself. What are your takeaways? Share them with me, why don't you? As I'm looking back in my rearview mirror at 2021, I recognize I had a little health obstacle to overcome. I had sinus surgery back in April and it totally sucked. Now, my little sinus surgery is nothing compared to many of the health obstacles that some of you who are listening may have. Don't mean to make a bigger thing out of it than it is. It's just something that happened last year. And I think it's important for all of us to take a little physical inventory, if you will, of how we're doing. I'm kind of proud of myself for going through with the sinus surgery, you guys, for a lot of reasons. It's kind of necessary after 
a lifetime of ridiculous seasonal allergies and a tremendous number of infections. So I was that kid with the snotty nose and runny eyes and itchy throat and, you know, the one that quit all the outdoor activities because I could not hack it, like the grass and the pollen and, oh my Lord, I would just be a swollen, miserable mess. Oftentimes my face would just puff up like a balloon, couldn't see out of my eyes, just awful. I was on all the medications as a kid, you know, went through all the testing, did the allergy shots. And then, hey, guess what? Guess what I learned? Those allergy shots wear off after about 30 years. So in recent years, I've gone back through all of that again. More allergy testing, more allergy shots, still on shots. And after one bad sinus infection, I decided it was time to go ahead and get the CT scan that was recommended to me time after time, listened to my, to my healthcare providers and, uh, took advice finally and stopped being stubborn. And lo and behold, I got a call from the allergist and she was like, Oh wow. She used the words hot mess. She said that my scan was amongst the worst she had ever seen. And I needed surgery sooner rather than later. So I guess I'm proud of myself for taking care of myself finally. You know, it's one of those things. It's easy to put our own health on the back burner as we take care of kids and parents and, you know, those around us. And if you're like me, I just kind of trudged through. I was, I just thought that how I felt was just kind of normal for me and what I, you know. So I finally took the time off work, sucked it up, got the surgery, and I've continued to deal with a, a lot of follow-up appointments with my ENT for like inpatient procedures and a lot of, you know, still uh, prescription medications and infections to follow. That's okay. Again, I recognize I am in tremendous health overall. I'm lucky. Um, But, you know, some of the things I learned from that were, you know, I had people who were there for me. My mom came in uh, for several days and helped kind of run the house. Actually, she like cleaned everything um, because that's that's her love language, <laughs> which I love her for, and helped take care of life, you know, for Lainey and I. I had a lot of friends step up and drop by meals, um, which was so sweet and so thoughtful. And my friend Karen actually went with me just after I was pretty well recovered. We went to Tulsa, Oklahoma. That was kind of the big introduction to the Divorced Over 40 group that I'm a part of. I had stepped up to be the ambassador of the Kansas City Division of Divorced Over 40. If you are not a member of the Divorced Over 40 online group, I highly recommend that you look into it. There are groups that gather like out at bars and restaurants and whatever and do activities together and stuff in most cities in the United States. So check it out on Facebook and Instagram if you haven't already. But that was kind of like my first big outing. Karen and I went to their big spring fling event in Tulsa, Oklahoma, did a little road trip and I had a little girls weekend and that was just off the heels of my sinus surgery. No rest for the weary Okay, enough about my snotty nose. Moving on. 
to some of my sweetest memories. Okay, so in this, I'm going to talk about my girl, my daughter, Lainey, and some of the things that we've experienced together this year. I've talked about this a couple of times. I love hosting her friends. It fills my home up with laughter and youth and good times. It gives me something to plan for, to cook for, to bake for, to decorate for. Those are all things I enjoy doing. So over the course of the past year, we started in 2021 by hosting Galentine's Day. That was a good one. In fact, I definitely want to do it again here in a few weeks. I'd love to invite uh, some adult women to celebrate with me while the teenage girls celebrate together. What a fun time just to get Lainey and all of her sweet friends together and let them just celebrate their friendship. Many of the girls that Lainey's friends with have had some longstanding relationships with boys already. They're juniors in high school. And I love how they prioritize their friendship. Friendships. Because they do. It was something I sucked at in high school. Um, And I just love seeing that. And I think I don't want to miss out on my own friendships with gals this year. So I hope to be able to invite some of my friends over and do it again. Shortly after that was my daughter's sweet 16. Oh my gosh. Same crew of girls came over to celebrate with her. I made all of her favorite food made a beautiful cake, decorated, so much fun. But let me tell you, as a parent, (laughs) that was like my toughest challenge. I really think that was the hardest part of parenting that I've been through so far was the fear of her driving. Now, to be fair to myself, I lost my cousin when we were just, when we were both 18 to a car accident. I'm terrified of teenage drivers. I remember stupid shit that my friends did, my brother's friends did um, when we were in high school riding around in cars together. It's terrifying. And I was not really mentally prepared for it. Um, Thankfully, my daughter happens to be a very confident driver. It's a little bit of advice that I've passed along to other parents for what it's worth is that's preferred. I went with it. I tried very hard to suppress my own anxiety and fears when I got in the passenger seat with her and I let her be confident. I tried very hard to intervene very little while she while she drove. I tried to not like over instruct. I tried to just trust her and give her the space that she needed to learn. And I'm very grateful that her dad took this opportunity with her to step in and teach. He's a freaking pilot. He teaches other pilots um, for the company that he works for as well. He's a supervisor. He's an instructor. This is his wheelhouse, man. So I was thrilled when he took the opportunity to be the first one, like to take her out on the interstate, to take her out at night, to have her drive in the rain. Dear God, it was like the best example of co-parenting that we've ever had. Um, We worked together pretty well on this driving situation. And 
So we were getting through it. I mean, that's a, that's a big milestone for 2021. Um, my daughter driving, I mean, jeez, it's nuts. And on top of that, I bought a car in the middle of a pandemic. It sucked. It's hard to find inventory for cars right now, but I did it and I did it by myself and I did it online. Yeah. If Carvana needs a, you know, a sponsorship for a podcast, they should do that with me because I'm a big believer in their service. And I bought a car for myself and gave my girl my car after I racked up a shit ton of miles on it. So after the Sweet 16 came homecoming, homecoming was incredibly significant. That is when Lainey and her boyfriend officially started dating. So that's a whole new chapter uh, for both of us, like to experience her first love. It's a big deal. Lots of conversations have been had between us. I've spent a lot of time with him and his family. And I have said on other episodes, I am incredibly proud for both of them for their choice in each other and just thrilled um, that he is her first boyfriend because he's a good kid and he comes from a great family and I just love seeing them both so happy with heart googly heart eyes you know it's a really neat thing to experience for sure after that came a big Halloween bash in our basement That was a big party. That was a little bit more than I knew I was taking on. I think there were probably about 25 high school juniors in my basement. Um, But it was a good time. Loved seeing the kids all dressed up. Had some other uh, parents around to help, you know, uh, chaperone, if you will. Good times. And then most recently, Lainey's crew got together for Christmas. These are all such sweet memories. Now, you know... I, I get it. Like these are Lainey's real memories. Like they are they are experiences for her that I have helped orchestrate, right? But for me, again, they have filled this house with love and laughter and friendship. And I love hosting them. And as a single mom, it gives me an opportunity to plan for something, to anticipate, to look forward to it. It keeps me busy. I love I love to host and I love to cook and bake and all of that. So it's been it's been pretty awesome this past year in that respect that we have hosted the kids so many times. So those are some very sweet memories. Most of them are, you know, just about Lainey's junior year of high school. So if you're a parent, you know, take a step back. And even if it's been a hard year or your kids have gone through, you know, some negative experiences still with COVID or maybe throughout a separation or divorce and having some challenges emotionally, um, or socially, I hey, I get it. I mean, I'm friends with a lot of people in the in this uh, arena of, you know, us adults later in life going through these changes. And I definitely recognize that it is not all happy all the time. And I've experienced a lot of that too. It just happens to have been in mainly 2020 for me. So, if that is you. And not everything has been, you know, fun gatherings with lots of teenagers in your house. If it's been somewhat the opposite of that, I feel for you too. And I, you know, 
again, for what it's worth, I'm not here really to give advice. I just kind of share what I'm learning. But I think as as much as you can, keep the lines of communication open with your kids and good things evolve from that. Trust comes from from there when you're willing to share your own struggles and your own life stories with your kids, especially as they get older. I found that they really appreciate it and they become more vulnerable when you are vulnerable. So there's that. Some sweet memories with my sweet girl. Next up, the topic of adventures. So for Lainey and I in particular, ad- with adventure comes travel. We were fortunate enough to be invited to three weddings this year. That's highly unusual. Like I have many years that I don't have any weddings of close friends or family. And this year we had three and two of them were out of state and so fun. One of those weddings was my cousin who sent us to a destination wedding in Montana. Now, the awesome thing about the trip to Montana was that it was a girl's trip, multi-generational family trip of women. My mother, her sister, my cousin, her daughter, and my girl and I. So we all uh, flew out to Montana, rented a big Tahoe. I chauffeured us around um, Glacier National Park to Flathead Lake where the wedding was and everywhere in between. We stayed in Kalispell. It was beautiful. It was a huge adventure. And just like memories of a lifetime, like taking Lainey with um, family members like that was just really special and being able to show up and be present at my cousin's gorgeous wedding was awesome. Awesome too. We took a second trip to Seaside, Florida just before Lainey's 16th birthday. We took another trip to Vail for Lainey and her friend Riley's second time skiing together. And this time took my mom along with us too. So uh, after vacationing together in Montana with my mom, I'm like, why not do more with her if we can? And I knew that she had always wanted to snowmobile. So I'm like thinking to myself, well, the girls can ski. And while they ski, we can go snowmobiling. Problem was that due to uh, calendar conflicts, like we went very early in the season to Vail and there just was not enough snow to snowmobile. So we made the most out of it and went on a very fun ATV excursion and had a really good adventure out of that. Most recently, we went to Washington, D.C., getting ready to talk about my biggest change that I went through um, last year, and that would be a career change. It sent me to training for several days in Washington, D.C., and I flew Lainey out for a weekend where we explored and uh, just had the best time. I mean, my daughter is not a big-time city girl, and she totally fell in love with the city. was absolutely awesome. So think back. What adventures did you have? Maybe they were travel adventures. Maybe they were within your own city, your own neighborhood. Did you step outside of the box at all? Did you try anything new, anything at all adventurous, wild, crazy? Did you put yourself out there? Did you take a lesson to learn a new skill? 
if you didn't, hmm, think on that. Maybe you can set a goal for next year to be a little more adventurous. I hope so. Again, my biggest change, this is the next topic, biggest change of 2021 was definitely my career. I was approached by a recruiter on LinkedIn for a new position within pharmaceutical sales. Um, It was just a tremendous opportunity to get in with a small company with a fantastic product, but a really fantastic culture and small company feel. And I just am thrilled that I was given this opportunity. And this happened like I was approached like in July. And then I interviewed nine times. I accepted the position in September. So that was a lot I know that I was approached by a couple of podcasters, some collaboration stuff going on online, asked out by men, turned down a lot of opportunities because I had a lot on my plate. This job change was big for me and I wanted to do it well and I wanted to do it right. And I spent a tremendous amount of time in home study learning a very complicated disease state and uh, yeah, I just went all in. So it came with, you know, a little bit of sacrifice on some of my personal life stuff, some of my podcast stuff, online opportunities. And Hey, guess what? That's okay. Um, I wrapped my brain around the change. I was a little sad that my little company that I'd loved and worked for for five years had morphed into something that I no longer wanted to be a part of. So I was grateful that this opportunity came up at such an opportune time. So think back, what big changes have you gone through? Have you moved? Have you moved into a new place? Have you started a new job? Have you gotten a new animal? I know a lot of people in the past couple of years who have gotten new puppies throughout the pandemic as we have all been home more than normal. What change have you gone through? How did it make you feel? Is it an exciting change, a sad change? Think on it. Lastly, I'm going to share with you some accomplishments. Now, in this realm of accomplishments that I'm going to talk about on this podcast episode, it's going to be all podcast people. This podcast, uh, I put a tremendous amount of thought, planning, strategy, and work into. A lot of my heart goes into this podcast. In March, I committed to starting a podcast. I spent hundreds of hours listening to other podcasts about how to start a podcast, (laughs) not kidding, read a lot online, talked through everything with my daughter, my family, my close friends. I leaned into a lot of advice. I learned a lot from a social app called Clubhouse, where a lot of podcasters hang out and share all their secrets People have been very generous with advice and wisdom on this topic of starting a podcast, marketing a book, all of those things. And I took it all to heart. And then in March, I developed a timeline to launch the podcast in May and a marketing strategy. Very grassroots, very organic. I simply had parties. My first act of 
bravery was actually reaching out to close friends and family and asking them to host podcast launch parties for me. I felt like they would think I was crazy. <laughs> like, what are you doing, Stacy? You're launching a podcast called Man Shopping and you want me to invite my friends who happen to all be married? Yes, please. Pretty please. I'll provide the food and alcohol. That's how I responded. And uh, lo and behold, it worked exactly like I had hoped and strategized that it would. Throughout the course of having these launch parties, I spread my mission, which was simply to be relatable to other singles and to help spread some optimism and joy to a sea of people who are pissed off a lot of times, annoyed, like fed up with dating. Life is hard going through a divorce in so many different ways. And I just wanted to like shine a little happy light on some of it and spread a little joy and happiness, like I keep saying. So anyway, the launch parties were a great success. I had nine of them, you guys. I never intended on having that many, but people stepped up after they saw my online activity of posting all of these fun photos and videos of of sharing my mission with people. And everyone just responded in the like most magical way possible. They all showed up and then they all downloaded my podcast when it came out on May 20th. So what that enabled me to do was grow like wildfire because I had such a big splash on day one of my podcast release. The search engine optimization just like went through the roof and the downloads just kept happening and it kept spreading to more and more cities and more and more countries on more and more platforms. And as I kept putting out new podcasts every single Friday... And more people shared by word of mouth or social media, my podcast has just grown. So it wasn't me, right, who who was solely responsible for this accomplishment. It's everyone who taught me how to how to even begin to talk into this microphone and publish a podcast. And then it was all of my loved ones, friends, family, and new listeners who participated and cared and supported me and encouraged me along the way. So since the nine launch parties, I've been a guest on four different podcasts. I have had two interviews printed and published. I've developed a beautiful partnership with Twill Boutique. If you like Lainey and I's clothes <laughs> that I tag all the time on Instagram, Lainey works at Twill. There's a 10% off discount if you give them the code over the phone in a message on Instagram or in the store, man shopping. They'll give you 10% off your purchase. I also partnered with She's Birdie, a product that I'm a big believer in. It's basically a personal safety device that's a, an alarm, a flashing light, an alarm meant to dissuade, um, you know, uh, attackers essentially. And I have also been approached a couple times lately with some pretty interesting uh collaborations that I'm hoping come to fruition. I'm still kind of in the process of um, developing a partnartnership with um, a, an un 
specified company. (laughs) So I'm excited. I've got opportunities. And you know, part of these opportunities are because of growth and the growth is because of you guys. So I've had to date 16,500 downloads on Buzzsprout. That's since late May, you guys. Man Shopping with Stacey has been listened to in 54 countries, 1,040 cities. That's, I mean, over a thousand cities globally. That blows my mind. My little Instagram account that started somewhere in the 400s as a, you know, 42-year-old mother um, has grown to just over 2,200 followers now. Now, why is any of that meaningful or why would I consider that an accomplishment? Why do I, as an almost 44-year-old mother, give a shit of how many followers I have on Instagram? Well, let me tell you, because with that comes opportunity. It comes opportunity to spread my message to more people, to hopefully help support the book that I have not had any time to work on. And that's okay. The podcast has been a beautiful distraction from writing the book. It really has been, and it's not all for nothing, right? The same people, hopefully, who listen to the podcast will enjoy reading a book of mine whenever the hell I'm able to get it published. But sticking on this topic of accomplishments, I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of myself for being brave, for putting myself out there, for being humble and asking for help from my friends, my family, and listeners. I can't make this thing a success. I can't share these stories like on my own. I mean, if I'm going to do this thing, if I'm going to go out on a limb and put myself out there in such a big way over and over again, like what's the point? Well, the point is hopefully to make a little bit of difference in other people's lives, right? So I try really hard to put meaningful material together that people can relate to so that you don't feel like you're, you know, experiencing the stuff of being single later in life on your own. It matters to me. So thank you. Thank you guys for helping me. And, you know, I forgot one of my collaborations that's been so integral too, aside from the Divorced Over 40 group and being the ambassador for them and getting groups of singles together throughout Kansas City and different hot spots to hang out and um, find, you know, friendship and support throughout divorce. um, My friend, Michael Edmondson, reached out to me really early on when he saw that I was doing this podcast and he invited me to meet him at... uh, restaurant that he owns called Society, Kansas City. And ever since then, back in July, we together have hosted a Man Shopping with Stacy podcast, meet and greet, meet up, whatever you want to call it, um, once a month at his beautiful, beautiful local restaurant in the crossroads of Kansas City. And that has provided another sense of community, a real tangible one where I got to meet people face to face that I had only chatted with online or didn't even know existed. They just happened to listen to the podcast. Now, granted, some of them I have mutual friends with who had referred them to the podcast because they knew they were single or they knew they were going through a divorce or whatever the case may be. 
some people just stumbled onto the podcast because they they saw a post on Twill Boutique of, you know, my clothes or something. And then they were like, oh, wait, what is she doing over there? Huh, you know? Um, so it's just so interesting to see all the ways that we're interconnected with other humans. And for me, that's what this is all about. And the greatest accomplishment I will ever be able to claim are these connections, these friendships, this community online and in person that has come from all of this. It's been tremendous and so rewarding. And I mean, on a real like basic level, just like actually doing the podcast instead of just like thinking about doing a podcast, planning a podcast, thinking about writing a book, actually completing it, doing it, sticking with it. I mean, that feels really, really, really good. And it's a challenge and it's hard on top of everything else that life throws at me. But I do it because I love it. Hashtag born to podcast. (laughs) Another funny one I use is um, hashtag Taylor Swift of podcasting because she might be my idol. And um, yeah, I like to think that I'm vulnerable like her in sharing my stories and um, not minding any sort of backlash that might come from it. So think back. I challenge you. Think back on your 2021. What are you proud of? What did you accomplish? Were you brave? Were you courageous? Did you improve upon something? Think about it. All of us have something to be proud of as a result of our own behaviors or changes that we made or things that we've worked on over the past year. I'm going to end with a quote from Anne Frank, actually. The quote is, and I'm sure you've heard this one, what a wonderful thought it is that some of the best moments in our lives haven't even happened yet. It's pretty powerful. And I love the positivity and the optimism in that, especially coming from someone who lived through the darkest days of our human history. Are you kidding me? But you know, not to discount um, the tough times that a lot of people have been through over the past couple of years either. If it's been a couple of rough years for you, if you've lost friends and family, a marriage, a social life, you know, a relationship with your child or parent, those are all, you know, important and significant losses too and dark times. And I hope that that quote reminds you that you have a whole life to live ahead of you. And maybe it's filled with some of the best moments. As always, thank you so very much for listening to episode 35, 2021 year in review, all wrapped up. So if you have listened to any of my bonus episodes or checked out my Instagram, I've tried to make it really clear that I am no longer going to be recording bonus episodes exclusively for Apple. So if you are an Apple subscriber and you are all caught up on the bonus episodes, pretty please stop paying. You don't need to pay that $1.99 subscription fee going forward. No new material is going to come out. If you have never listened to a bonus episode, by all means, feel free to subscribe. There's 14 bonus episodes altogether um, that you can't listen to anywhere else. Aside from the subscription, please do consider sharing the podcast with a friend 
a coworker, anyone in your life that you think might enjoy it. That's how podcasts grow. And I greatly appreciate the referral or recommendation. Coming up next, episode 36. I just said I love Taylor Swift. I have a birthday coming up. So episode number 36 is I'm feeling 22 times two.